Hello, welcome to Us Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob, and every Monday I record the Age of Sigma Stat Center while I'm live on Twitch with the people on Twitch here. As you can see, wonderful people like Tristan and Dabod and Jay Jones and Shugo. And we are looking at the event results from the weekend. And we are going to cover all the events for this weekend, which I think is a total of six events over three different countries with 186 different players, which is cool. Italy, UK, and the USA this weekend. So very, very fun. Uh, looking forward to looking through the list. I won't be covering any of the four ones, and I've said that for a couple of weeks now, specifically because we are waiting for the Battle Scroll update, which at time of recording, Games Workshop have said, is coming this week, which is good. There is another video which is coming out, or is either before this or after this, which you'll see, which is going to be where I have gone through all of the stats for the um, for Age of Sigma for the past eight months and some of the most recent updates. And we're going to be looking at that and then having a more in-depth conversation about the meta, the game, the armies, where we see the army game, the game going and the armies going and stuff like that, which is cool. There's also some really fun kind of like community stats in there as well. So do go check out that video. However, I won't be going through the four ones right now, mainly because like they're not going to be relevant as soon as the Battle Scroll comes out, as will the 5-0s. I'm going to shout out the 5-0s because it's fun to look at. Okay, before we get into it, though, I just want to shout out one particular event. Over in Nashville, they had NashCon uh, team event. It was actually the Tough Crowd team event uh, being played over there. So well done to all of those. I think they had 20 teams of four, which is very, very cool. The event was won by Run It Down for Harambe, uh, which is a mixture of some of the most successful Age of Sigmar players in the world. You've got Gavin in here, Scooter, the Nuge, uh, and then Jacob in there. So that's absolutely a, a killer, killer crew uh, battling it out. So well done to all of those as well. Shout out also to the fourth place team. Uh, I think that's worth mentioning those guys, uh, mainly because the fourth place team all ran different corn armies with no no uh, crossover units, which I think is uh, very, very cool. Uh, anyway, so let's dive straight into the list. If you enjoy these, then, you know, leave some comments, do some likes, and also feel free to join our Patreon. Where we've got a Discord where you can chat about HCMR and, you know, lists and your life or whatever you want, which is cool. And thanks very much. Our first event takes us to Italy. That's right. We're going to the Hotel Sea Lion Hotel on the uh, oh, sorry, on the Italian Riviera. That's where they are. It's just it's just a beautiful place. Beautiful place. Uh, the event was our largest event this week with 78 players playing in Italy. The event was organized by Marco Dilisodoro. Nailed it. Uh, and it had 78 players as I discussed. And so they had two five O's. We had Thomas, uh, sorry, Tommaso Mariani with his Magikin of Nurgle and Francesco Biacocco. <clears throat> That's not right. With his big wire list. <laughs> then, uh, so our Nurgle list was the Magikin of Nurgle befouling host. So we've talked about this a lot, but what this does is generates a lot of summoning points. Okay, it's all spicy. Gets a lot of summoning points going. You're like, okay, it's pretty good, Rob, pretty good. And then obviously it makes use of the Glockin, who has featured so heavily. Now, if you did follow the stats that we did just at the end of last year, you'll know that Befouling Host Nurgle lists are in that kind of 58% win rate category. So they're very popular and they've done incredibly well over time. Nurgle wholesale, a little bit, a, a lot lower than that, but specifically Glockin, Befouling Host, very, very high. Then there are three monsters in this list as well as the Glockin, Blob, Morbidex, and Orgot's Demon Spew, all which bring their own talent uh, to this kind of like monster mash, but they play similar 
similar to how you used to see loads of gargants play. They can play as a singular group, or they can play as like individual pieces running around grabbing objectives. Then Sloppity Barpiper in the list. Sometimes Sloppity Barpiper is summoned in with those early summoning points, and he's going to stop you piling in. So it's a mixture of the Glockkin's command ability, Blitzkrieg, shutting down enemy charges, and then the Sloppity Barpiper stopping you from piling in. Okay, so you get Blitzkrieg, and then someone plays you a song. Okay? It's like Band of Brothers. And then we've got three units of 10 Plague Bearers in the list. And their job, again, is similarly just to push onto, uh, do use to counter charge. They're annoying, and that's it. They don't do any damage. Some of the damage from the big monsters are actually pretty significant. Anyway, so that's basically how the list works. They've got great ward saves. They've got healing. They don't have recursion, but they do have summoning. So very cool. Our other 5-0 list is a big war list. And this is one of the most, again, these are the most successful armies out there at the moment. Or at Weird Knob Shaman, a Wurgog Prophet, Gobsprack, two war chanters in this list as well. And then two units of five brutes, a unit of 20 Moon Clan Stabbers, a unit of six Gore Grunters, and then a unit of six Brute Ragers, and a unit of three Gore Grunters. So it's very, the interesting thing about a big war list is that it actually doesn't have an aggro tempo. What I mean by that is some armies need to be very aggressive. If you had an army with lots of pre-game moves, you're probably going to use those pre-game moves to keep adding on to that early pressure into an enemy army. But one of the things you don't need to do with a big war army is uptick your tempo because you can score so many battle tactics and trade off little units onto objectives because they have very, very easy battle tactics which are non-engaging with your opponent. Therefore, you get to dictate the tempo, which is good because you've got some pretty aggressive good combat pieces in here and you always want to get units as close as you can get with the Wurgog Prophet as well. So it's a great army. Uh, I'm being told by Tomasio in the chat that also a great player. Uh, Italy have got an entire body of excellent players. It's really cool. Always love you seeing the Italian team at Worlds. They're really good. They're very focused. They've got a really good scene. Very big events in Italy as well. Constant um, they have, a, yeah, it's, it's a very popular meta, so it's very cool if you get a chance to go over and play there. Now, obviously, as I've said previously, past few weeks, waiting for the battle scroll, last one this week, we're not going to go through all of the four ones because we're not necessarily going to see anything new, um, especially because we're not probably going to see much that's new. Uh, so the four ones, Luca del Bolgia, oh, come on, Rob. Luca del Bolgia with his Blades of Corn, Federico Azili with his Ide Thiepkin, Jordan Napanilio with his Skaven, Lorenzo Bacchifava with his Stormcast Eternals, Ricardo Mariotti with his Fresh Eater Courts, Matteo Sintoni with his Blades of Corn, Luca Kinel with his Sons of Behemoth, Antonio La Selva with his Sons of Behemoth, Tommaso Arianzoni, that's wrong, Tommaso Aranzo, nailed it, Green Spike Gits, Gianni. Crivola, I'm honestly trying my hardest. Simone Sassi with his Blades of Corn. And then Alessio Renotti with his Disciples of Zinch. Okay. Okay. So I apologize to everyone in Italy for that. Like, but I've got to read them and I wish I could do better. So you're all wonderful. Thanks for putting up with me. Um, and yeah, uh, go to Italy, go and play some events. They sound great. Congratulations to Masso and congratulations to Francesco. The next event we're going to look at is from the UK, organized by Ricky Me, and it's the Realm Shift 
2024 event being held, uh, I think it was at Beachhead, I think something like that. Yeah, at Beachhead. Uh, I've got some pictures here. You can see some cute little pictures of people having a nice time. Uh, if you listen to this as a podcast, you can't see any pictures, but there's just some, it looks like some nice pictures. It looks like a pretty standard British event, as is always, uh, you know, lower tables um, and some nice boards. But there you go, fun. Uh, and everyone seemed to have a nice time, which is great. And we had 40 players playing in the UK at this event, which is cool. So looking at our 5-0s, we've only got one 5-0. That's played by Simon Weekly with his Blades of Corn. We've seen this several times over the past few weeks. This is, uh, this is a corn list, which is also includes the Regiment of Renown, the Coven of Thrix. The Coven of Thrix is a Zinch Battalion, and that is included in this corn list. Now, I think this is one of the only times I'm going to make any statements um, about this, but I just really don't like the inclusion of, like Simon absolutely should run it. While it's legal to play, he should run it. And you know, that's excellent. And I really do believe there is no list that's legal to play that is something that sh people shouldn't play. I think that that's absolutely, you should take the strongest list you can to the event that's gonna give you the best opportunity to win. I always think that, that's definitely true. This is just one of the times when I'm just like, I just don't think Zinch should be in a corn list. I'm just gonna say it now, sure. But, you know, there we are. But either way, well done to Simon. He was running uh, Gortide and he had Drom, the Wounder of Worlds, Slaughter Priest, Blood Secretor, Scar Blood Wrath, and the Bloodthirster and Fet Fury, and then the Magister with the Covered of Thrix, and then 30 Blood Warriors, which is amazing. That's loads of wounds that you can give a lot of additional saves to. And then the Claws of Karnat, Blood Reavers, and another unit of 10 Blood Reavers. Then 10 Horrors, and then the three Endless Spells. Now, the way Corn already works is that it's a control army. Having a unit of 60 Blood Warriors who have access to um, uh, a Mystic Shield, in this case, in addition to all the other saves that they can get, like Bronze Flesh, is excellent. So those Blood Warriors will be very effective at tanking for the enemy, and they can pin in. So he's already got a lot of board control, thanks to Murderlust and a load of other tricks. But then being able to add in the Endless Spells that Zinch can bring along, specifically the Burning Sigil of Zinch, means you've got even more control in a blue control deck, which is uh, super weird. Uh, but well done to Simon for, for doing so well with it, which is great. Uh, so then we're going to go look at the four ones, and we've got Aaron Graham with his Cities of Sigma, Michael Wilson with his Stormcast Eternals, Brent Evans with his Carriage and Overlords, Mike Pooley with his OCR Bone Reapers, Ed Smith with his Gloomspike Gits, just going mental, and then Simon Stevens, oh, not Simon Stevens, sorry, he was 3-2, but Simon anyway, he got he was running Oakenbrow, which is cute. Okay, um, and also shout out to John Atreides uh, at the event as well, because he got first place for painting and best opponent, and while I don't normally shout those out, he's in the chat, so I'm bringing it up anyway i'm bringing it up anyway which is cool if you do get the chance to go to any of the events i'm not sure how i would find out about more realm shift events or events at beachhead i'm sure it'll probably end up being an event that's run every year so if you are in the south of england and you like to go to one of those events do do a bit of a google try to reach out to someone and sign up the next event that we are going to cover is in florida Taking place at the Leighton Gaming Center. This is the Leighton Gaming Carnage GT. Looks like a lovely place, the Leighton Gaming Center. I think the event was quite big. They got up to 22 players. And so I'm hearing rumors that they actually moved to the Christmas Tree Shops venue just inside the same mall 
in Florida. So if you want to go check it out, uh, the Christmas Tree Shops venue is available. So like I said, 22 players battling it out. And we had Vinny Verga from Street Fighter 2. He won the event. He went 5-0 with his Beast of Chaos All Heard Army. So he had a Doomball, who was the general, Bellacore, a Beast of Chaos Zangor Shaman, a Great Brave Shaman, then two lot, three lots of 10 Ungor, six Bulgore, 20 Gore, 10 more Gore, and a Chaos Gargan. And then finally, three Beasts of Chaos Anger Enlightened on foot, not on a disc. So if we remember, Beasts of Chaos also went 5-0 last week as well. So a little bit of a resurgence potentially for the Beasts of Chaos. They have some great utility on the tabletop. Ability to do D6 Mortal Wounds off board to your key character piece. Also the ability to move your screens. Again, thanks to Heroic Action off board. They can shut you down thanks to Bellacore so that you're one of your key pieces isn't going to engage in the game. And then with all of that shenanigans, they're going to be able to drop in a big unit of uh, Bulgore and go beat up something very effectively. Bulgore are very good. The, in the interesting thing here is not, not the overcommittal to Bulgore and instead loads of support pieces in the multiple units of Ungor and the multiple Gore units in here as well. And the Gore are genuinely not that bad. Oh, the PC broke. This is why we're buying a new one, chat. RIP. I'll reset the computer and then we can all... So yeah, if we just review the list, it's an all-heard list with a Doomball, Bellacore, Beast of Chaos, Zangor Shaman, Great Bray Shaman, the Ungor. I did, I did all the rest of this already. Basically, Beast of Chaos are very interesting. In the right matchup, they can do incredibly well. They struffer when there's lots of bodies on the board. And in this case, there's not a lot of bodies on... The, like In this case, they've got a load of additional bodies on the board, which is good. So I quite like that as a list. And I think also it works really well into what are some of the major threats that are in the game at the moment. In the 4-1 category, you had Cody Saltz with a big war, Sean Todd with his Ogre Moor Tribes, and then Josh Bedford with his Stormcast Eternals all going 4-1. Congratulations to all of them. The next event that we're going to talk about is the AOS Ironman GT. I don't know what you're asking yourself. What the hell is an Ironman GT? This is five games one day. Five full 2,000-point games one day organized at Lyodis Games, which is on Bagley Lane. You can go check it here. It's in the UK. It's a lovely little venue. And so we had six, they had 16, 16 players playing at the AOS Ironman GT. In first place, we had Peter Dixon with his Ogre Moor Tribes. Didn't go 5 0, uh, but a bit of foreshadowing on this. He had a Huskarl on Thundertusk. This is all in Boulder Head. A Huskarl on Stonehorn, and then three Stonehorn Beast Riders, and a cheeky unit of Noblars, and an Iron Blaster. Obviously, great objective control from all of these. There's lots of combat. There is a little bit of a screen in the right situation, uh, which we enjoy. Also, a tradable piece in the Noblars. And then the Iron Blaster being able to bring in the Big Hurt as well, which is cool. In the 4-1 section, we had Simon Burdett with his Maggot King of Nurgle, again, Befouling Host, and Daryl Jones with his Slaves of Darkness Kabbalist. And then Stephen Bennett with... Uh, what was Stephen Bennett playing with? Uh, he was playing with his Skaven as well. Uh, he was playing with his Skaven, uh, which is interesting. Anyway, Lotus Games is a great place. Playing five games in one day is a nightmare. Uh, but well done to all of those players for doing so well. And thank you to Neil Pritchard for organizing it. The next event is the Rum and Rumble 4, The Rocktagon. Great name. Organized by me, yourself, uh, Rob. It's me. Uh, at the TSN Arena here in Nottingham, we have... Actually, all of our events are sold out right now, but we do have some more events going up soon. If you would like to check out the Eventbrite TSN Arena, 
Uh, we have some more agency, more events going up soon, but all the current ones are sold out, unfortunately. Uh, however, we had a sold out event, which was great. Uh, we had 16 people. Uh, and then Hazel won the event, which was good. And she was running Ogre More Tribes which is very fun to see, uh, Ogamore Tribes, being held in Nottingham. Uh, and this is Boulderhead again, Frostlord and Stonehorn, Huskard on Stonehorn, and then one, two, three, Stonehorn Beast Riders with a cheeky butcher in here as well. And again, objective control is very effective. It's a very killer list in the right battle plans, in the right situation. It's still very, very, very effective and very good. It's similar to what Gargants did, but with more output, can control objectives, move more aggressively, just very, very stunning in its ability to control the objectives. If it does survive the Battle Scroll update, I would say this is absolutely probably the most pick upable army that you could play and run at event, in my personal opinion. Then uh, in the 4 1 category, we had Josh Jenkins running Gotrek and the uh, Carriage and Overlords. Uh, Damien, let's go with Soulblight Gravelords. I'm going to shout out Damien's list. Uh, mainly because it's very cool. He's running Soulblight Gravelords Legion of Blood, and then get ready for this, Lukavai, Neferata, and then one, two, three Vangorian Lords, in addition to Lukavai and Neferata. What an amazingly cool list. I've actually been talking about this for quite a few months, Terry in the chat and me, the Vengo bus is, as they say, coming, and it's just super fun. There's loads of stuff there. The recursion is not recursion. The healing is great in the list as well. Just perfect. Desperate Skeletons, Desperate Skeletons, um, and then uh, Dire Wolves as well uh, in the list. So just a really, really fun list. And then Daniel Bean with his OCR Bone Reapers, more Ispratorians as well. Unfortunately, he had a game against Hazel where that game could have gone either way. So that's that's excellent for Daniel as well. He's been doing great. Lovely little event. I just want to, I, I know it's I know it's my event, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. But first place prize was a, was a trophy and a rice cooker. I think homeware should be absolutely f like the prizes that we give away at events. Excellent. Second place, uh, best sport was a cuddly bear. Uh, and then uh, coolest army was just a, a glitter gnome. Uh, really silly, but whatever. Uh, anyway, I think my events are nice and fun to go to. And if you'd like to come to one of our events, please do. That'd be awesome. I'd love to see you all uh, come to the events. Uh, we do free drinks. It's just a nice time. Uh, the tables are high, so just get to them if you can, which would be cool. Our last event that we're going to cover is the Realm Breaker 2 weekend tournament. 14 players playing in the UK are being organized here. If you're watching on uh, the pot. If you listen to the podcast, I am describing what looks to be uh, the place where Jack Bauer would torture someone in 24. <laughs> but inside is lovely. I'd like you to know. I've seen pictures of inside, and pictures inside are lovely. Organized by the Bristol Gaming Collective. Bristol Gaming Collective. Shout out to those guys. We've only got uh, one for one from this event. Sophie Litherland with her Blades of Corn. With her blades of corn, with the flage, she got a wrath of corn, bloodthirster, bloodthirster and sense of rage, realm gore ritualist, blood secretor, then blood reavers, blood warriors, blood reavers, mighty skull crushers, a big unit of six. Is that six or is that nine? I think it might be nine. And then a unit of wrathmongers, which is absolutely excellent. No one else at this event could even come close to Sophie and even get a four and a draw, uh, which is cool. So shout out to her. Congratulations. So. That's it. The last events of this incredibly overextended battle scroll. 
This the back scroll is two months late at time of recording. And so it definitely feels like the game has settled into a fairly consistent meta. It's also, uh, we're also, if we're five months in, eight months, I think we're eight months into this GHB. I think that makes it about right. About eight months into this GHB. And therefore, we definitely are now seeing the armies and the lists settle very, very heavily into their paradigms, into the best fit. We've got a lot of bested slots. We've got a lot of ways that lists play and operate. And even in some cases, like with the Ogres, people still really, like some of these armies fall out of favor, but they're still very, very effective and they still work very, very well. And so, you know, it's interesting to watch people dip back into older armies, people still, as we saw, using things like regiments of renown to create these very weird and very unique army styles as well, which is something I think we'll see more when we see all of the death uh, regiments of renown come out in addition. So it's quite an interesting place, but I won't lie when I say the past few weeks or um, ever since the beginning of January, going through some of these massive events like LVO and CanCon, as well as some of the large team events, it's been very obvious that the, the meta, or at least the game, has leveled out. It's definitely got its own pace now, and the armies are very similar to each other time and again. So... It's really about what the battle scroll is going to do. Is it going to is it going to shake the meta up? Is it just going to just create a space where some of the armies are going to be more effective and some of the armies are going to be less effective? Or are they going to try and improve internal balance? We don't know. It's going to be quite interesting. Are they looking to develop a more interesting meta? And also a question to you if you are watching this back, with the game being as linear as it is now, are you missing the six-month GHBs? Are, you know, is the last part of this GHB being so long, being into the, you know, this is a year-long GHB versus the six-month GHBs, is that something that is slowing the game down for you? Or are you very happy to finally be inside a game that you can consistently return to and enjoy? I'd love to know. So please do let me know. Thank you for the Twitch chat, for sticking with me through this video, and thank you to everyone on the Oswald Gamer Patreon, where we've got a great growing Discord community, where we all talk about HTML and other stuff as well so if you want to do join in that would be cool thanks very much and look after yourselves hello welcome to the Oswald gamer i'm your host rob and every monday i record the age of sigma stat center while i'm live on twitch with the people on twitch here as you can see wonderful people like tristan and dabbod and jay jones and shugo and we are looking at the event results from the weekend and we are going to cover all the events for this weekend which i think is a total of six events over three different countries with 186 different players which is cool italy uk and the usa this weekend so very very fun uh looking forward to looking through the list i won't be covering any of the four ones and i've said that for a couple of weeks now specifically because we are waiting for the battle scroll update which at time of recording games which i've said is coming this week which is good there is another video which is coming out or is either before this or after this which you'll see which is going to be where i have gone through all of the stats for the um for age of sigma for the past eight months and some of the most recent updates and we're going to be looking at that and then having a more in-depth conversation about the meta the game the armies where we see the army game the game going and the armies going and stuff like that which is cool there's also some really fun kind of like community stats in there as well so do go check out that video however i won't be going through the four ones right now mainly because like they're not going to be relevant as soon as the battle scroll comes out, as will the five O's. I'm going to shout out the five O's because it's fun to look at. Okay, before we get into it though, I just want to shout out one particular event over in Nashville. They had NashCon uh, team event, 
was actually the Tough Crowd team event uh, being played over there. So well done to all of those. I think they had 20 teams of four, which is very, very cool. The event was won by Run It Down for Harambe, uh, which is a mixture of some of the most successful Agency Mar players in the world. you got Gavin in here, Scooter, the Nuge, uh, and then Jacob in there. So that's absolutely a, a killer, killer crew uh, battling it out. So well done to all of those as well. Shout out also to the fourth place team. Uh, I think that's worth mentioning those guys, uh, mainly because the fourth place team all ran different corn armies with no no uh, crossover units, which I think is uh, very, very cool. Uh, anyway, so let's dive straight into the list. If you enjoy these, then, you know, leave some comments, do some likes, and also feel free to join our Patreon. Where we've got a Discord where you can chat about HCMR and, you know, lists and your life or whatever you want, which is cool. And thanks very much.